Thank you. Jesus Christ. Terrence <laughs> is here. <laughs> Breaks. So if I had a clone option, oh, Jeff. <laughs> I am a clone. Mahogany. What? Okay. Apparently Mahogany's clone showed up today. <laughs> she has no idea what's happening. So par for the course. I didn't say that. I just said what? What? What you want, fool? I, I, what you want? I want to get this point across because I think it's very valuable. <laughs> if if we had clone technology and we were using it to get out of work, Toker made a point of now you just have two mouths to feed. Yeah. If you could genetically produce your clone to photosynthesize, boom, problem solved. It lives off sunlight. Then it's not a clone. Whatever. A genetically altered humanoid homunculus. No, I'm no. fine with either. I've solved my own <laughs> issue with the problem. Is, You'd eat uh, the clone. You eat the clones. <laughs> yeah, of course. It makes sense. It's not a clone yeah. diet. Yeah, but you're if you're a cannibal, not really of the worst kind. No, it's not really. It's, yourself. Just, it's like it's like biting a hangnail, you know. Only you cover it in barbecue sauce, and no, it's then like you get you. a taste for yourself, and you find yourself nibbling on yourself in the middle of the night. Listen, it's if I'm going to eat somebody, food. it's going to be me. I don't want to get a prion disease from some weird stranger. It's true, and it, well, I mean, you got to make sure that your clone doesn't get up to shit before you eat them. Mm-hmm. I should probably keep a special pen for the edible clones and just shoot the clones I'm sending to work in the head at the end of the day. And then you just feed your clones your other clones. Yeah, there you go. See, Problem solved. Perfect, you, yeah. You and then your clones, clones start once. hunting you because you got to get that meat. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're such a pessimist about our abusive relationship with clones, I swear. Yes. yes. Everything's going to turn out wrong just because you're some sort of horrible monster. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. I just had a, a picture of a bunch of people protesting the eating of clones, and then a horde of your clones shows up and murders them, but doesn't eat them. Because, like, ugh, not eating That's a bunch wrong. of Beckys. I like the way I taste. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Clone theory is fun. Is it? I think it just turned us all into some sort of weird fucked up people. Don't lump me into you. Yeah, Uh, really. That's you. Don't lump me into you. I'm pretty sure you you were agreeing. You're like, you're completely right, Terrence. I heard you. No, I want to photosynthesize my clone because it'll stick around and I can hang out with it. You can't have a vegan clone. (laughs) Why not? There's nothing... fuck you, that's why. (laughs) There's nothing in nature that says clones can't be vegans. Now, vegan cats and dogs, that's wrong. Those are omnivores. They need to eat Your meat. clone's not a vegan. It's a vegetable. Yeah. That's fine, too. I'm, I'm talking about vegan in the, in the term in the, in, in the terms of, like, menu options. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Organic. It's yeah. some plant-based. Yeah. Plant-based, plant-based clone. clone. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's made mostly mm. out of vegetable shortening and bean <laughs> paste, but, you know, he gets the job done. This is the impossible freaks. Yes, <laughs> the impossible freaks. You got a oh contract my. with Beyond Franks. <laughs> oh, there it is. Franks. And and you know, actually, I think now that I think about it, he would just be insufferable. <laughs> so a, a clone, another. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, take me and give me a little bit of moral superiority more than what I already think I have. I don't eat meat. I 
easy on the planet. I don't leave a carbon footprint. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I'm not even made of meat. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, negative carbon imprint. They've been doing research and they discovered just because I'm on the planet, I help so get extra UV rays so that the planet is a better place. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm replacing the ozone with my presence. I inhale what you breathe out and I fart out what you breathe in. Oh. Just yeah. breathe into each other's mouths. Or asses. Like human yeah. centipede, but a Ass circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting hard so to breathe. Come over here and sit in with me, clone. <laughs> I want to hang around people huffing their own farts. I'll go to Twitter. Is that cannibalism or masturbation? What are we talking about here? It's a little bit of both. That depends. <laughs> you have a hard arm while you're eating. Yeah, look, <laughs> if my face is an ass, that's got to be a little pornographic, right? <laughs> that's a new way of thinking about eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, we did a new way. All right, we've, we're innovators. Now that we've gone all the way off the rails. <laughs> we're we're, we're blowjob creators. <laughs> we never even started on the rails. Yeah. Oh. You said blowjob creators. <laughs> it's, it's a real obscure LinkedIn page. <laughs> Anybody with a penis and money could be a blowjob creator. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Anyway, I play a a halfling druid. (laughs) Oh, right. We're here to pathfind. (laughs) I'm not. I'm here to drink this gigantic Roman Coke and try and stall until we run out of time and Toker has to go to work. At noon on a Sunday? (laughs) You brunching it from the house for the zoo meeting? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Old brunch skunk. (laughs) A Roman Coke counts as brunch. Look, I don't know what bright spots you go to, but they're normally not in a big uh, to-go thermos. <laughs> a big Yeti cup. A big Yeti Coke. <laughs> Welcome to well, brunch. I don't want my I ice cubes to melt. I fucking... When you don't give a shit, neither do we. I'd eat there. Yeah. I would look for the, the letter grade on the door, but I'd eat there. It's B for booze. That's fine. As long as it's above a C plus, that's uh <laughs> How do you even get a C plus at a restaurant? Like, oh, this place is filthy and you'll probably get a disease, but um, I like the decor, so yeah. C plus. <laughs> what is that noise? Am I you hearing still, shit? Are you still hearing it in that silent time? Oh, no. Okay. Never mind. It's it was house. you all along. No, I'm ha- I have headphones on, and a video started playing on some other tab. I have open. I'm like, what the fuck's uh, going on? That's Watching funny. the the beyond. <laughs> Last time I fall asleep listening to creepy whispers, ten hour thing on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of do that. Like, I'll just turn on cre- a creepy pasta channel and go to bed. And, and it, Jesse it fucking gets so mad at me. <laughs> He's like, I can't sleep with that shit. Blood. It's like you, you have fucked up dreams, don't you? No, I mean, I might. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't really have nightmares. They all seem pretty tame. Mm. <laughs> like even like... E- even the really grotesque stuff doesn't scare me in my dreams. Like, hmm. 
don't think I've, I, the last nightmare I had was about my teeth falling out while I was sitting in a wheelchair. And I think I was 10. In the wow. dream or when that happened? When that happened. Okay. A 10 year old having teeth anxiety dreams. Weird. That I like weird. scary dreams, but to me, nightmares are where like you think it's real and it's just really sad. Um, I, I think the worst dream is when you dream you go to work for the day and then you wake up and you have to go to work. That's uh, a yep. nightmare. That is That's a nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I had the server nightmare all the time where you're waiting tables in an amalgamation of every restaurant you've ever worked in. Mm-hmm. And you can never, like, usually it's like I take the people's drink orders, I go to make their drinks, and then I can't get back to their table. And by the time I actually get back to the table, somebody else is like taking their check and everybody's looking at me like, you fucking asshole, where were you? (laughs) (laughs) You stealing a bunch of watered down drinks. Yeah. And it's like, you just, you know, I just, I'm just trying to get back. Like I have a million things to do and I'm just trying to do this one thing so I can do the next step and I never get to the next step and everybody hates me. (laughs) It's, yep. Mm -hmm. Those are bad. Mm. The restaurants just gets they just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh yeah, I'll stop. I I dream about a, uh, empty amusement parks a lot. Dope. Really? That sounds awesome. No ones. Uh, it it isn't. No no not like not like everything's working. It's just empty. I dream about empty fucking tourist Aban- attractions. Abandoned. <laughs> like you're no, just not abandoned. It and nobody just, else is there. And none yeah, of the just rides nobody's work. there. I just. <laughs> What takes it from being from empty to abandoned? Where's the, the leap? Is it time? Yeah. Uh, the the things still work. Okay. Yeah. Like there's lights and there's stuff and but you don't know how to use it. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, you can't really start a ride and then run jump into the ride before it picks up enough speed. Dude, it's yeah, a that- dream. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've never flown in a dream. Never once. And I'm usually looking for something in those dreams. I don't know what it is, but maybe looking. it's fun. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Probably <laughs> some sort of amusement. I just oh, need really? one carny for this dream to be perfect. <laughs> one motherfucking carny. <laughs> I, I bought I, the band. I bought the band. <laughs> I tend to find myself in all of my dreams looking for a will to live. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know we Ooh. had Doug on this this <laughs> I think I think my time on Discord with Doug has definitely changed me for in a direction. <laughs> definitely a direction. That direction is down. Yeah. I don't know if if we've talked about Doug on this show before. I like Doug. He gave me a lawnmower for free. I still use it. Um, Thanks, Doug. But uh, it's Doug. Thanks, Doug. Doug's great. Well, the first time I met Doug was at uh, one of Terrence's house parties. We were watching They Live. And it's the first time Roddy Roddy Piper puts the glasses on and it's just all black and white. You can see what all the billboards actually mean. He goes, that's how Doug sees the world in real life. And I was like, that is so perfect because we try to figure out what it is about this dude. He's nice, but it's just very... He's grim. He's He's a little grim. grim. I I like the term bleak. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Just a just a real dour, bleak outlook on life. I, I'm saying like Doug is like one radiation spill from being a super villain. That's he's he's got all those evil origin stories. He's not the villain we deserve, but he's the villain we need. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, let's let's do the game. 
Yes, let's do the game. We could talk more about clones in that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Sixth Day. Oh, wow. I forgot all about that guy. <laughs> that guy. That... <laughs> because it's not good. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of a phrase to describe it. Garbage. That's what it was. Yeah. Was that the one with the gate to hell? No, that's, no, the ninth that's gate. ninth. No, that, he's not even in ninth gate. That's end of days. End, end of, of days. days. Yeah. Ninth gate is a Johnny Depp movie. Yeah, it's also, you're right. It's also a Roman Polanski movie, which you know that's a that's a lot of problematic people in one film. <laughs> yeah. But well, end, of day, end of days is actually good. Yeah. I mean. I mean, not not like high quality or or like well made, but good in that it is one of the better Arnold performances. <laughs> it's fun to watch. Why is it that every apocalyptic or demon possessed movie is just steeped in Catholicism? It's because it's Catholics got all the scary stuff. Like they literally have churches with like skulls in golden fucking reliquaries, like where you can go and look at the dead person right there. It's true. <laughs> Is it is it France or Prague that has the ostuary that's completely built out of bones? Who knows? Somewhere in Europe. It's all Europe to me. You know what I'm hearing? You answer your own question. Why well, I was saying, is it France or Prague? No, I mean about like why is every end of days type movie based in Catholicism? Uh, and then you're like, oh, they've got a chapel built entirely out of bones. Yeah, that's probably the religion yeah. you want to go with for the big scary ending. Yeah, of you, the mean, world. you know what? The death I, cult. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to see a Mormon um, devil movie just to see what that's like. <laughs> just be people there's, drinking caffeine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's no threat because they all got their magic underwear. It's black people drinking caffeine. The <laughs> <laughs> horror. One of them has a Mountain Dew. <laughs> They're watching R-rated movies. Good Lord, is that woman wearing pants? <laughs> no, that's that's uh, that's that's evangelicals. Yeah, <laughs> that's the church I, that get, I, I grew I up in. To, I was gonna say I used to get shit for wearing, coming back to the to AYS in shorts. Like, <laughs> I'm a child. Leave me be. Like, if you're thinking dirty thoughts about me, you're the pervert. <laughs> yeah, is is that the church with the the? ankle-length denim dresses. That's like a, a bunch church. of churches around yeah, here. Yeah, I was going like to say, they, like, pretty much every evangelical Christian denomination like, is all about that, like... Jeans, jean skirt, poofy hair thing. Yeah, like, Look, covered yeah. as much as possible. Like it's world, jeans! It's the fucking world's denim! Worst makeup. Mm-hmm. It was like, I want to wear jeans, but I can't show my shapely legs. So I just wear one giant Jinko leg. I remember distinctly there was a preacher that had like a 25-minute aside on the sins of kulaks. <laughs> the sins of what? They're basically very blousy. They're like a skirt. Shorts. Yeah, they're shorts, but they're like constructed like a skirt. It's very Not weird. a skirt. Yeah, no. it's That's different, but it's like... Shorts that are so puffy that you almost can't can't tell if it's a skirt or yeah. Shorts. <laughs> huh. Things I didn't need to know for a hundred, Alex. <laughs> but I asked. I mean, I asked. Yeah, I got it. Kulaks. Like, where do you even get that name? 
I don't know. It sounded like a warlock subclass. I, was I like, mean, I feel like I just next. learned what that term meant in the past, like, three to five years, even though I've heard it my entire life. But I never understood what they were talking about until I think I, I read a dictionary definition or something. I was like, oh, OK, it's those shorts. Cool. It's, it's those things. It's the ones that like, I don't know. Y'all never had to wear them. Well, no. Had to, no. <laughs> never had to. But uh. I don't know. My grandmother used to dress me like, I mean, Say. she dressed me like a little adult, you know, like it was fucking weird. Like I would just dress like a little old, like whatever she was wearing. I she was Joan Benade you? Ugh. It wasn't like, yeah, like I didn't get to choose my clothes. I didn't get to wear the fashion of the time, even though fashion in the 90s. Yeah, sure. Fine. <laughs> it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything like special, but like, you know, I wanted to dress Yo. like the other kids were dressing. Jams are dope. Like, I'm talking about little Chanel, little Chanel suits, pants, like not even <laughs> pantsuits, just like skirt suits Weird. and stuff like that instead of... <laughs> Like regular dresses, it was fucking weird. But <laughs> yeah, mm. like and Most... full circle back to clones. She made you a clone of herself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother called all shirts and their appropriate subnames tops, oh, and all okay. pants, any what? type of pants bottoms. I mean, that's the real simple system. That is real simple. It was better than calling everything a blouse. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, that blouse. I'm like, that's a fucking t shirt. It's not a blouse. I wish we it's could weird. see Jeff's face. I know he's dying right now. <laughs> Push the button. I have tried. That was my fault. I apologize. I thought if I brought up a really shitty Arnold movie, it would just, haha, and then we'd move on. No. I'm talking about the pants. Now we're on blouses. But let us know. Two lots and blouses, man. Know who you're talking to? <laughs> I'm back. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> just <fucking> left. <laughs> oh, that's great. Sixth day? Nope, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I got a feeling this will be a cigarettes break worth of bullshit. <laughs> All right. Well, we got Jeff back. Apparently. Let's get you caught up real quick, Jeff. I brought up the sixth day. <laughs> I think I Jeff can probably... always listen to the recording again later <laughs> after, I, after I forward through all this crap. You won't be able to <laughs> ask questions and have me here to answer them, though. That's the, the difference. <sighs> Jesus. All right. Where do we leave off, guys? I can't remember. My brain is fucking pudding. Caravan killed the dragons in the cobalt. Well, we did not kill the dragon. Dragon flew away. We got back to the town and they were like, hey, you want to do this were rat thing now? And we were like, why not? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's a concise summary, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But it doesn't actually help, which is weird. That is a short that is a short synopsis of our situation. <laughs> This made me think it's tenacious D. And we said, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we played the first thing that came to our heads. Just so happened to be. I was not muted, sorry. <laughs> if I start singing, Jesse will wake up, so I'm not. I can't I can't do tenacious D quietly. No. 
No. You wake the masses. <laughs> Every eye will be on you. Every eye. The Just eye a- of Sauron will come. <laughs> a whispered version of Master Exploder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. Jesse's awake. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you doing Tenacious D in this house? Motherfucker. Are you singing Tenacious D without me? We are a Doja Cat house. Psh, psh, psh. <laughs> Say, little bitch. You know he likes Tenacious D as much as you look like Jack Black. You'd think, but no. I think no. he's just in the fat dudes. <laughs> At any rate. Sigh of exacerbation. I think he unmuted just to sigh the microphone. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out how many more cigarettes I have in my pack downstairs. <laughs> he got top and run to the store. <laughs> oh, please no. I gotta go to Costco after this. Oh, oh. oh god. All right, all right, guys. <laughs> for real, for real. If you, if you start talking again, I'm going to get real mean. Or rather, if you start talking about things that aren't this goddamn game again, I'm going to get real mean. Potatoes. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> anyway, so. No, potatoes in the fantasy game. No, oh, yes. It's fantasy potatoes. They're purple <laughs> and pink and blue. At any rate. Uh, I believe we left off with Jeff talking. He was talking over something with the uh, captain of the watch. Uh, Uh, We did captain of the watch. Then I also went and talked to the gentleman that had gotten rid of the flutes. He had a crystal ball. This is the kind of recap I was asking about. Franks. He was was asking about the crystal ball. um, What if we could um, look into it? We were able to figure out a little bit about it, not get into deep detail about what it really was. And then after that, pretty much was the very late evening. We, we were supposed to be finding that well, we were going to get a hotel that we could stay at to work from uh-huh. in the upcoming time period. And I also had done a spell casting of um, Ears of the City that will let you actually do um, perception checks at, for doing information gathering. And it acts as if it was a 1D4 hours of gathering information for each round. All right. Okay. And how many rounds does that come to? That comes to three rounds. Was the pansexual bard? No, it was Toker's game. Check out our main show, Homebrew Detritus, on YouTube. Pansexual bards. That's what we're all about. Billy Hairboard. Bone? Bone. Bone. Hairbone. <laughs> Bone. So, Terrence, for the first one, I did, it was, it was one hour's worth of gathering information. And it was, uh, I rolled a six, but that equals out to a 17 perception check for that one for gather information that's just the first round all right um you feel your spell reach out across the city you hear whispers you hear rumors you hear 
snippets of conversation. You get quick flashing visions of random objects, people, places, and finally your um, your your ear perks up at the sound of a couple of people talking to each other in a bar. Like I've never seen anything like it. Just torn to shreds. Just absolutely mangled. And 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 did they say what what happened? No, I don't know. We think it's a wild animal. Just uh, got into the stables. Killed five horses, but here's the fu- here's the strange thing. We think some sort of we think some hobos got in there too, because there were huge squares of meat cut out of them, and so we really couldn't get anyone to identify the marks. That is odd. It was also the clear signs of a hobo sex party. <laughs> the scuffles of the floor. <laughs> uh, I won't. Ne- Go ahead. I'll be sure not to use that livery again. I've got uh, two more hours, and this one is a 29 on the perception check. 29. Yep. All right. Um, this one is a little different than the other one. There are three people sitting in a drawing drawing room in your mind, in your mind's eye, sort of recreating them, and they seem to be having a conversation about, you know, just current events about the city, the things they're excited for in the upcoming festival. And of course, one of them mentions, "Oh, what about the sacrifice?" Uh, well, here's the thing: we're having trouble locating someone with the right qualities. Uh, we hope it gets done, and of course, the priest down there is always very interested in making sure we meet all the. <laughs> festival check marks, but uh, we may have to cancel. Uh, nonsense, nonsense, says them. We've got to do it. It's it's such a lock to hear them scream. Um, the three people <laughs> laugh laugh uh, in, in, a, in a reserved way and say, well, we'll start checking around the red light district i know that's going to be difficult to find what we're looking for there but you know with the festival in town a lot of girls looking to make a little extra money come in and maybe we'll get lucky third round Go ahead. uh it is three hours but only a 22 on my perception check um, this isn't a rumor, rather, this is a rumor, it's just a vision. You see uh, a woman um, struggling, running down the various uh, alleys and streets. Her eyes are wide, she's sweating, she's she's panting in terror. She crawls into uh, a pile of garbage that's stuck out behind a store, uh, huffing and panting, um, trying to calm herself out from her from her vantage point. You see shadowy shapes race by her her hiding spot and disappear into the night. Into the night, and she lets out a sigh of relief. But then the the garbage pile is burst open, and you see an enormous black rat creature wearing leather armor, grinning down at her with saliva dripping from its incisors. It speaks. 
Is you really think you can get away from us? A scream and the spell ends. All right. Uh, we'll pass uh, all that information on to the others. I will use my perform orator to relay the information in a form that was similar to what I heard and saw. Okay. Charade it out for us? Yeah. He, Pretty he much. Acts- he acts through the three little, um, the three vignettes, the rumors that his uh, spell settled on. Actually, I'm 19 s- on my performance check. All right. And does a pretty good job at it. Uh, I'm just going to assume from now on that since you're casting the spell, you that the magic will kind of know what you're looking for. So that way we don't have to like. Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm basically, you can like tell it what you're kind of focusing towards. Okay. That's what I assumed what was going on, but I, I wasn't quite sure. I remember. But you know that the last vision was something that was uh, in media res happening now. Here in the dark of the night. So it's um, that was in the red light district. And we uh, assume they're looking for a woman for sacrifice in the red light. Um, they will choose one from red light district. They probably already have one as the vision was showing. And there seems to also be a priest involved. That's probably a rat man priest. Um, we're rat priest. Probably some dark god is going to do a sacrifice. And it's supposed to be like some festival list of stuff that they're trying to accomplish during the festival. Those might be unrelated. Well, that, I mean, they're supposed like to a... all be focused towards... That's what I'm focusing on is towards were rats. So uh... everything that I um, asked for was supposed to be related to the were rat like it ropes so even though they might seem disjunction and um from different areas i have a feeling that they all come back down to the same thing all right so what's your plan folks i'm gonna say you guys find accommodations um here uh it's difficult you spend a lot of time doing it luckily for you luckily for the caravan they have accommodations with the with the Church of Shaylin, but they also have a lot of people staying at the Civic Opera House, and they offer you, at least, um, Fidelis, uh, to stay at the Opera House with them. Though it's going to be cramped conditions, you know. You know how it is. Yes, I do. However, I should probably stay with my companions as we are working a new case. Oh, fascinating. But, um... So let's see. You guys find I'm not, your options become more and more limited, especially since you've been three days away from town as the festival approaches. So we know that that abduction was happening, you know, right now, yes. in progress. Yes, tonight. Are there any um, specific? signs or features in the alleyway that could give me a hint to where that location was at. Uh, You remember seeing um, a rather like just catching a glimpse above the rooftops of the area. You remember seeing um, a tower a rather incongruously placed amongst them. That wouldn't by chance be uh, Pod's tower, would it? It would. Okay. And kind of knowing the direction that was, I should be able to backtrack the angle that should be, that at least get us to a close location of that area. True. 
All we right. should go now. That yeah. woman's life is in danger. Or at least her purity. <laughs> oh, my purity. <laughs> yeah, I'm more worried about her life. Well, because yeah, if she loses her, puri- her, her purity, her life's meaningless. <laughs> this is oh, the we're, oh, we're playing that kind of game, are we? Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, my goddess is of, of performance and luck. That's getting late. <laughs> <laughs> performance and luck. It could also just be, you know, juggling. <laughs> That's the same thing. You Ooh, fuck what is weird. sex like with you? <laughs> <laughs> Challenging. Challenge. <laughs> you got to have both hands free. That's all I'm saying. All right. So I'll pass the information on to everybody. All right. Well, Fidelis, feeling uh, fired up by the emergency of it all, suggests that you head out immediately. Uh, are y'all doing that? Yes. Cool. All right. You hit the streets, and <clears throat> the streets are quiet, uh, relatively for a city that's this size. You managed to find a hotel that, or a, yeah, it's a hotel that is uh, not great, but not bad either. It's not in the terrible area. The pool's closed because of DHEC violations, but the room is clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their kitchen Don't bring is a black light. <laughs> <laughs> or do, if you're into that. Uh all about the juggling. The ju- Every time you said, I keep thinking you're saying juggalos. I'm like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> anyway, so you hit the streets and begin heading towards the tower of Pod Demelmark with haste. With haste, uh, Frakes cast haste, and you run and Sweet. run. Sweet. <laughs> do I have haste? You Hang do. On. Shut up. You don't have haste at <laughs> third level. <laughs> you got it from a background trait. Yeah, yes. <laughs> one cast, third level spell but once per day I cast command go <laughs> I think uh, hot take I think fireball could have been could be a first level spell since it scales according to your level mm. yeah <laughs> indeed so if you're casting a first level fireball at first level, it's going to do 1d6 in a 20 foot radius spread. <laughs> Ow, that's still warm. nice. No, no, it's not bad. It's not bad like for area damage, but you know, like. Mm. <laughs> Ready against swarms. Yeah, third level is the only time I, I could really foresee it being overpowered compared to like any other first level spell. But, so yeah, we're pounding the pavement. <laughs> we're looking for this alleyway. Yes, you're looking for this alleyway. You begin heading toward the tower, uh, moving through the streets fairly swiftly. Um, you head into a busier part of town. Lots of visitors have been pouring into the city, and a lot of um, of those visitors are lonely from hard days travels on the road. And Pod Demomark's tower is, of course, as it is famously positioned, l- overlooking the red light district of the city. <laughs> The the Sleepers Tower. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got a huge um, telescope, but it points down. <laughs> at the street. A huge telescope. Well, you want to get a good look at the cleavage, you know. It's called the it's compensator. 
<laughs> Looks like a lot of pigeons congregate around the base of this tower for some reason. <laughs> I know what you're getting at, and it's gross. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> I don't get it, and I'm glad. You'd be glad. <laughs> Let's just say a lot of seamen fell to their death from that tower. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, okay anyway well yes you, the, the red light district lies before you you can see that the streets are a little bit busier than everywhere else there are um, uh, hookers and doxies and uh, dancing girls and escorts and all sorts of other various uh, synonyms for, hook, for, for prostitutes all over the place and of course uh, travelers merchants mm, warriors mercenaries people here who are just willing to are here to with coin in their pocket and they're ready for a little bit of entertainment um go ahead if if you guys are doing searches of the side streets let's do some dice rolling for that okay reception or survival um well if you're trying to well first mm, that's a good question i will let you do both but they will give you different things I didn't see the um, the alleyway, so I'll go with perception. Natural 20 plus 9. 29. All right. You know, Toker, you, this might vindicate you a little bit, but the D&D 6th edition has decided to just go ahead and incorporate natural 20s for skill checks. Um, oh, you mean D&D, 1 D&D. Yeah, one D and D. Yeah, no, whatever. Six, they're not doing editions anymore. Well, whatever. It's six editions. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> However, they have taken crits away from the DM. Uh, I would gladly put that back in. Like, like I said, D and D has yeah. always been just you know whatever. <laughs> as long as the rules are reasonable and everybody agrees to them, that's which is pretty much true of any RPG, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But like they they decided to take a. a I just thought Tucker would be thrilled to know that they've taken a page out of his design handbook yeah crit fails and, and crit successes with skill checks during combat for me as i've kind of narrowed it down um, yeah. i guess that's well yeah i guess because like, during like high 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 stress like you know or if there's things. a danger of it fucking up really badly yeah yeah like crit failing a trap disarmament yeah that should that should be terrible that should be terrible for you yeah, crit failing your uh, knowledge local to to whatever. I yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, that could be funny, but I don't. Funny, mean, yeah. <laughs> My biggest should... annoyance with that is if somebody has a minus five to their intelligence, they have the same chance of hitting on the set of the right answer as someone with a plus five to intelligence. But that's the same. That's the same thing in real life. Like you know, broken bro- clocks. Broken <laughs> clocks. Broken clocks right twice a day. Mm-hmm. 16, Terrence, for both perception and survival. Right. Anybody else trying? shitty. I yeah. just rolled two natural 20s. <laughs> so, um, and I'm not even kidding. So that's a 20 and a 20 for survival and a 21 for perception. All right. You you get you get turned out, uh, Jeff. You get turned around, a little overwhelmed, <laughs> trying to piece together the visions that you saw with what you're seeing now. People with so much flesh on display. <laughs> Thank God I did a good on my oratory skills on describing the situation really well. Yeah, people with le- <laughs> people with less bias toward the the spell you cast. 
however, and in this particular case, it's Ryan, um, began looking at the side streets, checking the angles, checking the stars. According to your description, uh, Ryan, you, you just moved casually down the street. Some of the girls or some of the boys um, are, are, are basically, you know, giving you brief sales pitches as you go by. But you ignore that and um, focus on the task at hand. And finally, you see the point that you think it is. And there's a dark side street next to what appears to be uh, some sort of gambling establishment. There doesn't seem to be a big crowd around this place either. There, it, it's it's looks like some sort of more exclusive club. And there isn't even a line out front, though you do see people coming to the door and either being let in or turned away based on what the bouncer decides or how much the bouncer decides they think you have. But there are extremely dark side streets next to it. Most everything else here is fairly well lit. The, the, the city kind of makes sure that there isn't a lot of shadows in this kind of area. But this one, this one is, this one's different. It stands out. And as you go down one of the dark alleys, you see uh, a muddy footprint. But the footprint has, while they have, might have closely to human-shaped toes, there are clear marks of large claws sticking out of them. The the, the angle of the footprints, the impact, suggests that they were running. I signal to everyone, and I say, this way, be cool, down uh, this oh, alley. Hold on. I actually pull out a little bit of powder. Okay. It's called tracking powder. Oh, I thought you were going to do a little blow before you went. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's the red light district. You're not going in the club. <laughs> I, um, I use a single application to cover an area so we can actually see the tracks really well. Okay. And what it does is it gives you a plus 10 alchemical bonus on survival. Oh on survival checks to follow tracks. Holy oh, crap. Nice. Hmm. Okay, cool. You uh he dusts the area for prints, as it were. <laughs> and Pretty you much. can now and you can now clearly see the uh the print the the outlines of the prints you the footprints you discovered. And they are clearly a sort of a warped hybrid between human and animal. Mm. You have we see, done a have we done a knowledge check on where rats? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, you know that you had you you had gone against them. You made a knowledge check to discern that were rats were involved in a thing, but not actually on were rats themselves. So if you want to make that yeah. knowledge, uh, what is it? Arcana? Is it arcane? Oh, never mind. Not that to be nature. No, I think I think they are monstrous humanoids, but I'm not sure. Let me double check. It'll be the same roll for me, so I will roll that roll. Uh, is it nobility? <laughs> well, <laughs> you you happen to know of one famous were rat? I rolled a one. Oh no, no, it is knowledge nature actually. I oh, didn't say nobility. Doesn't yeah, matter either like, way. What? Seventeen. I got the same thing. Seventeen. 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 And what did what did we get? Who else got what? I'm sucking. I rolled a natural <laughs> one. Oh, right. She's all right. It's too uh, busy with that blow. Uh, you are. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, look at those tracks. 
<laughs> Wraith comes up, his his nose looking like clown white. Uh, hey, so uh, so uh, so like, did we find him yet? Huh? All right, let's go to my van and do a little lifting. I got a, I got a great idea. I got a great idea. We're gonna build a restaurant, and it just caters to demi humans. Demi humans? People still call them that? No, I. We'll draw them in over time, and then we'll catch them all. Anyway, Pokemon. yeah. <laughs> we'll dress them up in cute outfits and sell them to the highest bidder in FAO Schwartz. <laughs> God, I hate hanging out with people that do cocaine. <laughs> hate it. Hate it. But yeah, um, so with Weir Rats, you know that they are uh, uh, lycanthropes, obviously. The lycanthropes having a lot of common traits. They generally have, of course, a lot of the same, depending on their form, they have a lot of the same attacks and um, abilities of the form they're in. Uh, usually that is human, which has no no special attacks. <laughs> but on their animal side, that mean that can mean a lot of things where wolves can like trip you up, they can uh, use pack tactics effectively, but these are where rats. And so you know that their bites in hybrid or animal form can cause disease. They you need silvered weapons in order to um, to damage them effectively. We did know that because we got um, uh, silvered weapons. We got silvered weapons yeah. through the paladin. The paladin's like good word. Yeah. Uh, you also know that the curse of lycanthropy can be spread by a natural lycanthrope. I didn't get a silver weapon. You didn't. I thought you did. Yeah. Well, we were all. We were all. Given the, you know, the voucher. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, actually, yeah. You guys just got back to town. You haven't really cashed the voucher in fully, well, have you? We did. Oh, we you did. did? Yeah. Yes. At, at the last session, while, um, in between the, the guard captain saying, "Hey, will you go take care of these were rats?" and the crystal ball situation. We all. Oh like, yeah. Hey, that's we right. need yeah. some weapons. That's right. You guys had some shopping time to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, there 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 are silvered weapons you can get as a druid. You don't have to worry about wooden ones. You could probably get like a silvered scimitar if you like. I think sickle. I think, <laughs> sickle. I, I'm not running up to hit a were creature with a sickle. <laughs> <laughs> not not right. going to do it. Then you can keep your voucher for now, and it, in case you need to use it for some other thing. <laughs> can I trade it in to give my animal companion what is that that thing? So his so- his beak counts as. Silver teeth. I, still, I don't. I don't have enough money to buy it yet. Were you, using, were you using ranged weapons? No. Okay. He uses druid shit. I use druid magic. <laughs> okay. And my eagle attack. That's the, my melee. My eagle. Oh, you could <laughs> get uh, silver talons, spurs for your mm, eagle's talons. Yeah. Is that a thing for animal companions? I mean, it's they use it in cockfighting. I, I imagine it's something you can use. <laughs> So imagine it's something you get for a, a a raptor. You have a raptor? No, like yeah, the, I know, the, I know. the bird. Never mind. I just pictured a velociraptor hanging out with a halfling. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not in Eberron. You're riding that bastard. 
Yeah, let me just give my uh, my the only thing that pops up at Hero Lab is gauntlet hand wraps. This is all for an eagle. Lock gauntlet, <laughs> uh, bucket of whale oil. What <laughs> <laughs> book that's from? Just the eagle perched on the edge of a bucket eating whale oil with a spoon. Actually, it would work. What you can do is the bucket of whale oil. No, no, no. I'll be shut the, up. You take the equipment. The weapons and stuff, and you can um, size them for whatever size your creature is, and you could use um, a cestus to be the spurs. And basically, it's mechanically it works. Yeah, but the bird's not proficient at this level. I'd be at like a minus one to hit. Okay. I don't think animals. Um, wait, I don't think animals actually need like proficiency, do they? Is Bart, do you have to be proficient? Does an animal have to be proficient in barding? Like, well, no, I can wear armor. That's why yeah. it says the gauntlets are something that it can use. Well, there you go. Just um, just use the gauntlet as the base price and call it spurs. Hmm. I mean, it's simple. Easy enough. Well, there's a bird training kit. <laughs> bird training kit. It's all bird seed and like mm-hmm. a list of tricks. I didn't mean to side rail us. I just assumed that uh, I'd have to wait until I could afford the um... bucket of whale oil. Yeah, no, the amulet that lets your magical attacks count as uh, certain things for. Well, there are tusk blades, which you could reflavor to be talon spurs. I'll look into it. Keep playing the game. Okay. Is, is that not what we're doing? I thought we were playing the game. <laughs> I, I know. I feel like I was side railing us for one arguing over equipment. Time. That is yeah. playing the game. That's playing uh, the game. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yes, you make your way down the streets. Um, thanks to, I keep wanting to call you Zarius. I'm sorry. Uh, Wraith, um, magical powder, and your keen eye tonight, Brian. Move your, move and Fidelis, I feel like my 29 got just brushed over. 29 for what? Perception. Oh, I didn't hear it. Sorry. Yeah, that's why you went off on the tangent about natural 20s being automatic successes in D, D, D&D 6. Huh. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is a very big rum and coke, so you're uh, my, my DMing from here is going to get real choppy. Yay. <sighs> At any rate, I'll come back to you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a, I'm putting a, pin, I'm putting a pin in that, Fidelis. You see something that interests you, but not to do with this. Um, you head down the streets in this dark alleys, uh, looking at the tracks that you've uh, been tracking, and just like in Zeri's description, you find a place where there's a lot of boxes, barrels, uh, and other rubble that it seems to have been strewn everywhere. And it's easy to see that there's been a scuffle. You follow the the marks of both the footprints and what appear to be drag marks to the back of another nearby building, but not to the built in the building itself. You find that there is a grate in the ground where water drains into. It has been closed, but it's big enough for a medium-sized humanoid to slip through. I'd like to check for traps. Sure. 
I got my silver heavy mace out. Mm-hmm. Um, a twenty-one on perception. All right, you begin checking the grate for traps, and you and you do in, you do see that it has a very basic trap attached to it. If you don't grip it in just the right place, the bars have been sharpened on the other side to, if you're not careful, could probably slice a finger off. I'll make sure I mention that. And then does it look like how much strength is going to take to open this? Um, not, not much more than uh, a strong man or two normal men to do. You just have to find the right places to grip it. So give me another perception check. All right. Uh, 15 to 26. All right. You uh, you locate a couple of places where where two of you can easily pull the grate up and put it aside. All right. We'll do that. Make sure there's no bells or anything that will alert somebody to, that the thing's been moved. All right. Um, you pull it aside, slide it off on the ground, and you don't hear any bells or see any things like that. And But you also don't see a ladder. All you see is a dark... A dark pitch before you. If you you have your uh, low light. Okay. Uh, I'm Elvin. All right. You have trouble seeing down there. It is so so pitch dark down there. So you might have to throw a light down there to see what's going on. I pull out a um a stone that floats around my head and has light, continual okay. light on it. All right. Um, you pull out your light source and look down there. You can see that the, it's, it's about a 12, uh, 12 or 13 foot drop uh, to uh, what appears to be a narrow stone corridor that has fairly swift running gray water in it. <laughs> I showed light down so they could see what's down there and then let's make a decision on how we're going to go forward. Did it look like there were drag marks at this gate? Great. Did you say that? Yeah. Okay, so whatever this creature is, from your vision, does uh, do the the marks look as if the woman who was taken would have made these marks? From everything we've seen so far, yeah. Then I mean, we must go. Looks like the were rat dragged the person down here. Um, does it look like just one? Uh, twenty, a dirty twenty on my survival for tracking. Uh, just one were rat, or just one. Yeah, just one were rat and one person. You begin looking around and you see that there there's a variety of sizes in the footprints. You're guessing it's more than two, but probably less than five. Yes, so we may be walking into a whole nest of these. Is there any blood? Uh, no blood that you see. Hopefully this woman is still alive and unturned. And okay, I was... how, far, how far down did you say it was? About 12 feet. It's a long, it's a fairly long drop. Pull out some rope, start tying it to a, a secure anchor point. All right. Uh, anchor point is pretty easy to find here. The, this place has a lot of, um, a lot of uh, doors and things like that. There's, there's, a, there's a good bit of old, heavy stones out here that people use occasionally. It looks like they use them to just shove in front of doorways to keep them from being opened by people trying to run off on bills and things. Mm. Is there any way to secure our rope in a hidden fashion so that something somebody doesn't come along as a prank and just go, eh. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, 
here uh hidden fashion that's difficult uh like, like if we laid trash on top of the rope so they couldn't see it mayhap go ahead and make a disguise check for your rope you well either that or i can drive that's... a python inside um the opening and run the rope down to that you do know that it's going to be pretty conspicuous that there's an opening here because you had to move the grate aside and given the way that the the edges of it have been sharpened uh it would if you had your rope tied to something outside of the hole, it would probably get chopped. Okay, so, so you, then we should. You're right. Yeah. I'll drive a, I'll reach in to the opening, drive a python in to tie the rope to, and the rope will be behind inside the opening for us to slide down. All right. So as to avoid it getting cut or being seen. Now the question yeah. is how we're going to put this grate back in front of the Actually, opening. Um, Ryan, do you mind sliding it back? Because she's sure. stronger. Sure. All right. I'll, I'll scamper on down so I can actually do uh, search for traps down there when we get down. Right. After he drives the python in and release the rope, uh, Wraith slides down the rope. Uh, it's a short trip, of course, like I said, only 12 feet into about eight to 10 inches of kind of swift moving um stinky water i'm right behind him how about the rest you two i'm going last because i have to shut the grate behind us right uh so yep go ahead uh you go down as well yeah okay you go down as well your eagle um i guess just nests on your sits on your shoulder as you go down it's very it's very uncomfortable going into a, this kind of underground enclosed space I, I picture the eagle just wrapping his feathers his wings around the shoulders and he hugs his me. head he hugs him from the back because <laughs> yeah, I'm medium or I'm small my eagle is small it's not tiny it's small it's a, it's a pretty big bird I will the be able to ride it on you. fifth level <laughs> But it has hollow bones, so it's light. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm still trying to spoil my shit, Frank. No, no, I'm no, going to no, ride I'm an eagle. Saying, I'm going to ride an eagle, and you can't change it. <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm just saying that you he can ride on you for now. Yeah. And it's not going to be that much of an inconvenience for you. <laughs> uh, a bald eagle weighs about 14 pounds. A golden eagle, 15. But this is a falcon crow eagle hawk. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was saying it was anything but an eagle because I didn't like eagles. And then I was reminded of Peacekeeper. So he's definitely just straight. It's eagly now. Okay. <laughs> I, no, I was just curious for myself. I was just like, how much does a fucking eagle weigh? <laughs> yeah, 14 pounds that's, is pretty heavy for a bird. Yeah, yeah. it's a pretty heavy bird. Um, it's a big fucking bird. It's the size of a dog. <laughs> Cert- certainly, a, certainly something to feel uh, that will make an impact when once it like drops out of the air at, at you from like five hundred feet. <laughs> oh, uh, falcon could also be cool. I've seen a falcon punch now, like a for real. Really, falcons do. Oh, yeah. a peregrine falcon. Yeah, yeah. They just, well, they fucking they they torpedo bullet shit from the sky. It's kind of dope. Two hundred and ten miles an hour. Fucking decapitated duck. Oh, well, your average falcon weighs about three to four pounds. <laughs> no. 
Sorry, I'm. I, I, What's I'm, the difference between a bullet and a fucking sledgehammer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Igly's a sledge, yo. <laughs> sledgehammer. Um, uh, Terrence just had to, to flex his bird lawyer skills. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I just I was no, I was just nosy about bird weights. I'm like, how much food would an eagle provide if it weren't illegal to shoot them? How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if <laughs> indeed a woodchuck could chuck wood? And they probably didn't taste terrible because they're basically just huge seagulls. Mm. <laughs> we all know seagulls are delicious. Are they? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's what you implied. It's a fish-based diet, so I imagine that it's, you know, not too gamey. I mean, is it a fish-based diet? Because all I've seen eagles eat is Cheetos and corn chips and uh, hot, dog, seagulls. hot dog buns and other garbage. My sandwich that one time. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> that bologna sandwich I left right there on the, the beach blanket. Fucker took gone. it right out of my hands. Yeah, fucking assholes. <laughs> But yes, you 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 scamper down there with your bird, and after that follows Ryan. Ryan, make a strength check to one hand that uh, great. What? See, that is a twenty. All right, you quickly snap it into place with no trouble at all. Slide down the rope and into the gunky gray water below. The light coming from Wraith's. Uh, what is it? What do you? A dull gray ion stone or something? Dion torch. Oh, you have an ion torch. All right. Yeah. I will uh, also cast light on um, Ryan's helmet. <laughs> if she will allow me. Allow it. All right, Ryan, your, hel- your, hel- your helmet becomes um, uh, a miner's lamp, basically. Mm-hmm. And you guys head off into the sewers. Now, once you come out of the narrow corridor of of running water, you come to a much wider area where the water flows into a a, a thicker, a wider stream with a, like narrow walkways on either side. As you as you know, he he said, knowing they didn't know. As you know, <laughs> the city is built on the ruins of another city that was here before the fall of Herjek and uh, a lot of the ruins under the town, the new town of Emerald Hill uh, are unexplored. There are definitely dangers down here that, you know, that adventurers sometimes talk about occasionally dipping into. And mostly they talk about how labyrinthine the whole thing is. And so you begin once you get to the main corridor of water flow, you see that it zooms off in two directions, and then you can also see that it zooms off in a couple of other directions as well, a little further down in either direction. It's it's fast moving, it smells terrible, but the, the stonework here is obviously ancient and uh, clearly built in another built in another style of the city than the city above you. You can see that some of the water spouts on the walls themselves, not just the, the drainage and grates that have been constructed rather newly to the area, are in the shapes of demons' heads, and the water pours out of the mouths. But the water pouring out of the mouths is a different, cleaner color, possibly even coming from somewhere else. 
you see there's a lot of glowing fungus and patches along the walls, and you also smell not not the putrid um, rank order of human shit once you're down here. Your 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 body has kind of blocked a lot of that out, but there's a smell you cannot quite get over, and it's it's almost a dusty smell, like like dried mold or something. the the place The place stinks in a way that puts your mind in in, in an ancient sort of fearful dark place. Ah, okay. Before we make our first turn, I'm going to make a mark with a little bit of regret to defacing these ancient walls. I'm going to take some chalk and mark an arrow back the way we came. All right. So in case we have to leave again, we don't get lost. And I will continue to do this at every intersection, pointing back to the direction that we went. Okay, cool. Um, that, what we're going to need here is someone to track, however. Well, okay. Hold on. I also, um, I have a uh, scarf. I actually pulled a scarf over my um, nose and mouth to provide, it actually provides a bonus on uh, poisons and other airborne effects on my breathing. Like you're going and, full cowboy, huh? Pretty much, yeah. And uh, I'm also while we're um, when we're doing this uh, perception check slash survival check, my idea is the fact that if they brought someone down here against their will, they'd be splashing either well, if they're in the water, they'll be splashing um, water off to the side, or if they get dragged onto the platform themselves, they will be damp. And they will be having drag marks that are still damp since they weren't that long ago. So that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for is a disturbance onto the walls and to the platforms of water and stuff that might have gotten splashed in that area recently. And, and indeed, that is the only way you can really track down here. Most of the stonework here is damp, but not muddy. <laughs> And so it's going to be a fairly difficult tracking check. So what is, what is your to track? Both board. I believe you were plus twelve. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll assist you there. And I'm using survival, not perception, at this point. Yes. That's fine. That's what we need. I assist. A nineteen on the die for mm -hmm. a, uh, what was uh, that? a straight thirty, huh? Hold on. Mm -hmm. A little bit of powder. So that's going to work on the water. Well, I mean, it's, it just—it just says it gives you a plus ten to your survival. So you snort that this time. Yeah, this time uh, the old man snorts that he has a massive stroke and dies. Now <laughs> it's just Eagly as the fourth member of the party. You just wanted to play Eagly all along, <laughs> didn't you? The powder is fine. You can occasionally catch a footprint with it. Like I said, it's going to add to the bonus. So go ahead. So I got a 31 without the plus 10, so that's a 41. All right. Uh -huh. Gulfboard, as incongruous as it seems, you're in your element down here. The This place is filled with nature, despite the, the grim stonework and the 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 fecal rot and the, the weird moldy smell that seems to permeate everything. You're able to... With the help of a little, a little magical nut powder, 
Uh, you're able to get out there. <laughs> I guess we mumbling. This reminds me of a time when I helped a, a family of bears. They lived in a cave very similar to this. They needed to, yep. to relocate because 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 there's an orc population that was moving in too close. I I looked I looked for a long time. I looked for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a magic fish. And it was yellow. We call it Goldilocks, and it invaded the bear's house. Anyway. Every um, six seconds, I will at will cast detect alignment, and I will run through the alignment spectrum. Uh, okay, um, Wolfboard has turned into a chaotic <laughs> tweaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it automatically detect magic. All right, you guys begin tracking your way through the the through the sewers. Time is it two? Okay. Um, eventually, coming to a, a, a wide a circular area with a lot of different paths. You know the which way to go, but you also see that the the center of the path, what water running in from a number of channels, both above and to the side, is giving off a weird churning, bubbling motion, and it gives you and it gives you pause. Any alignment coming off that thing? Um, alignment, alignment, alignment. Rivers are mostly uh, chaotic, lawful. <laughs> yeah, that's no problem. You can't be. The rivers of shit, however. Mm-hmm. Neutral I good, think. surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, no, there is no alignment auras coming off the, the bubbling. Okay. It, is, it does not appear to be a creature causing this. Uh, perception, maybe? Sure. I'm going to use an ability of the druid. Uh, I'm going to take just a, a half a second to give myself a uh, plus four bonus as uh, my eyes. Wait, where is it? Uh, totem transformation. I'm going to go with, yeah, plus four bonus to perception and it gives me low light vision. Thirty. Thirty. You see... Um your magical perception uh, zooms in. You can see from the, the magical light sources your companions have activated. A glinting off the water, there is indeed a shape amongst the bubbling, churning gray water ahead of you. A weird, three-legged, triple tentacle kind of blobby shape under the water that you immediately recognize as um, an autiog. That doesn't have any alignment, not even neutral. You can't detect neutral. Why not? Because it's neutral. Uh, do you have detect alignment or do you have detect evil? I have detect alignment. I can detect chaos, evil, good, law. Oh, I guess I cannot detect neutral. No. <laughs> it doesn't have an alignment, so you can't detect it. Oh, I did not know this. Mm. That's kind of cool, actually. I have no strong opinion one way or the mm. other. I'm invisible to you now. <laughs> Tell my wife I said hello. hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll hold the party up. If do, do I notice? If, has it noticed us? Let's see. You guys necessarily weren't necessarily moving stealthily, but oh, um, you can see that it's kind of it's it's its attention has definitely turned toward the, the corridor that you're emerging from Atiaga head 
That makes sense because as we were going, I was keeping time by tapping on Ryan's breastplate. Tink, 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 tink. What do I know about Atiogs? I'm just picturing you playing a breastplate like the like a like a drum set. March. What do we know about Atiogs? What do you know about Atiogs? Do you have knowledge of dungeoneering? I do not. So I didn't even know what to tell them what was ahead. Ah. There's either a three-legged creature ahead or a two-legged well-endowed creature ahead. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like an Atiog if I've ever heard it. Hung like horses, those creatures are. 23. 23, all right, yes, an Atiog. They are large aberrations. They are immune to disease. They eat filth for, for lunch, dinner, and supper. Their bite also can give you diseases. Beyond that, they are moderately, well, somewhat intelligent. Um, I guess mostly, when left alone in the right environment, filter feeders of filth. <laughs> yes. Exactly what you would want in a sewer. Yeah, the, the kind of things that love sewers and do indeed thrive there but they can be territorial. If they think you're coming for their duty, they will rough you up. Is there any way around it, or is it in our way? Uh, there looks like, it looks like it's waiting to, to, to see how close you come to its feeding area. That's what I'm wondering. Is there a way to avoid its feeding area? No, it's centered in a in a roundel in the um, in the in the tunnels with a bunch of, bunch of tunnels branching off the, the circular area that it seems to reside in. And we're pretty sure that this is the way they came with the captive. Oh, it's definitely the way they came with the captives. Um, actually, make another perception check for me. Anybody? All four. Uh, anybody? Anybody would be fine. <laughs> A 20. 20? All right. 24. That's, that's cool. 20 and up. You finally you finally see um, blood for the first time uh, on, on, on this tracking excursion. But the blood itself, just when you see it, like it looks like it's just haphazardly splashed against the wall. And it's not exactly fresh blood, but it's recently splashed. <laughs> hmm. I'd does somebody some... throwing chum in the water? Yeah, yeah I was look... about to say. Does it look like someone threw some food out, some basically bloody food, and it grabbed the attention of Tiag, and they were able to run, go around it? Yeah, that, that looks like. Yeah, it looks like they they offered it a bribe of food. Hmm. We do the same. Yes, we throw eagerly at. I mean, isn't it like poop? Fresh, well, uh, aged halfling. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be that evil druid that uh, I summon an octopus for it to eat while we circle around. (laughs) Didn't we do that old campaign? Fucking Ryan summoned a dolphin for that fire god or whatever. (laughs) It's just like, oh my God. (laughs) It's just happily swimming in the ocean and all of a sudden... Oof, <laughs> you're on fire. 
another plane of existence. Anyway. Fortunately, though, when it dies, it just goes back to its plane. It's just, you know, 38 seconds of extreme agony. Yeah. Well, what do you guys... Uh... I pull out some rations. All right. And, you know... Is that Here, what like I said, the things are intelligent, and you know they can talk. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't know they could talk. What language do they speak? Generally the most common language. Common? Oh, perfect. What would that be? <laughs> common. <laughs> Atiog. Oh, yeah, Atiog. <laughs> well, then, I, uh, wow. I, since I know this, I will uh, try to diplomatize with the filth-feeding monster in the sewer. Okay. Easy now, easy. We are right. not here for your food. You it's step forward. Night. We will give you food. You step forward, and the creature explodes out from the uh, the center of the circular room, out of the uh, out of the gunk and doo doo and muck. Um, as thick rivulets of fecal matter uh, cascade off its body, it lets out a burbling uh, growl. Stay out of my territory. We're just trying to get past. We're not here for anything that is yours. Where's the offering? Now bring out the food. I don't know. We can make some nice poo if that's what he really wants. <laughs> <laughs> Got my hands cupped behind eagerly now. <laughs> uh, come on, just pumping, pumping the bird's tail like it's fucking uh, hand sanitizer. <laughs> Almost <laughs> empty ketchup and eating <laughs> <other joy. laughs> Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> oh, it's going everywhere but the ramekin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. Mahogany started that one. I'm not going to let her get away with it. <laughs> yeah, that's her fault. <laughs> I, got a, I got a 21 on my diplomacy to say we don't have anything fresh, but we do have some dried food that might tempt your palate. Is there a way to, to assist at diplomacy or? Sure, uh, go ahead. What else What else you got? <laughs> it's just I was just on Eagle's tail. I'm I was just going to say, <laughs> like keeping everybody back and making sure our body language is non-threatening. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but I, I, I assist his diplomacy. Okay. And what does that give you in total? Toto? 23. All right, 23. The uh, the Atiog doesn't seem like it's uh, edging to attack. It looks like it's just trying to coax more food out of you. Uh after you throw in the rations that you brought, one of its long uh, tentacles scoops it up and jams it into its, its wide mouth. It begins chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing like, Ugh! Ugh! your diet must be terrible if this is what you eat. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> Here's an apple. <laughs> The uh, the the audio chooses and says, "More. Do you have more?" Ah, uh, I do. I have a couple of good berries I could give him, but that counts as a full meal. Oh, maybe. does it make you feel full though? Yeah, I mean, I, oh, I guess yeah, it, it does. Would. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll toss him over 
Got a couple. When he hands you that apple, it comes like a like a fruit basket. There's a couple <laughs> of good berries in there too, with some regular berries. All right. He, uh, give us give us uh, five minutes and and a basket, and we'll uh, we'll arrange this in a pleasantly appealing manner. <laughs> he scoops up your magical fruit salad and stuffs it into his festering maw and begins chewing it, and then looks at a ringing bell and says, "Yes, good, good, go, go." We just fed him ambrosia, Skip. and you describe it just like every family reunion I've ever been to. <laughs> Fresh fruit salad into festering maws. One of its, te- one of its tentacles, <laughs> one of its tentacles points to one of the the tunnels. Ooh, excellent! Let's scamper on. Is that where the others took the struggling member? The the, uh, the creature's eyes swivel around towards you. Others. Thank you. Would you like them to eat? You seem to be confusing it. Scamperone. All right. Intelligent enough to talk, but not intelligent enough to to do much more than that, I guess. Hey, if you can't blind them with your brilliance, baffle them with your bullshit. (laughs) It it doesn't seem to know the difference between you and the were-rats is what I'm getting at here. Mm. It just knows the way that they seem to usually go. And so when you head over to that tunnel and begin making your way down it. Thank you, Lord Doodoo Eater. <laughs> Elden Ring, there's a character called the Dung Eater. <laughs> so, uh, just the more you know. <laughs> you always got to tie it back to Elden Ring, don't you? I do. Always. I'm so close to getting that platinum. All the trophies. Don't be checking for traps. All right, you begin checking for traps, and with good good reason, go ahead and make your roll. How much experience do we get for dodging that fight? I'm treating this as if it were a combat encounter defeat. Yay! Yay. A, a 30. 30. I rolled a 19. Okay. You take the lead in this area and begin looking around, and finally your vigilance pays off. As you see that there is an area where the stones are only roughly assembled to look like walkways. Um, and are rigged to collapse beneath your feet. Once, once you begin having a closer look, though, you notice that the 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 water here is extremely loud. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to describe this. The water, the noise level here goes up and has a hollow, hollow echoing quality to it. Mm, make a, make a, make a, make a will Gosh. save. A will save? A will save, since you are interacting with this. Okay. Illusion. Illusions, Michael. Um, it is a... A uh, nineteen. All right. Um, as you begin, like looking extremely hard at this area, you squat down and, and and give it a closer examination, and the noise fills your head as your as your as your mind is able to pierce an illusion that has been cast on this area of the of the sewer. It looks like there is a large drop off where both sides of the tunnels are flowing into a lower level, but they have cast an illusion 
over the area to where it looks like it is an unbroken stream. The stones on the side that you would rather walk over rather than go into the water are indeed haphazardly placed collapse. Um, I will actually bring it to everybody's attention and make sure they're aware and don't step into the area. You, given your even your high check, you can see that there is in fact a number of um, pythons screwed into the ceiling above your head. I'll point them out. Mm. Does anyone else have rope? Well, yeah, yes. I do. Okay, good, good. Because I left mine at the entrance. <laughs> How are you guys getting gross? It is a 10-foot expanse. So it's not, we don't need to go further down. We need to go across this opening. Well, I'm just saying, if, if, you, if you're going to investigate the other side to see which way they went, you can do that. Or, yeah, you can go down. So, but you're saying there's like, there's... There's no way across, like no safe way walking across. There's no safe way walking across. Okay. Okay. Looking at it and thinking about it, they had a prisoner. Yep. What would they be doing with the prisoner at this location? I mean, how would they get that prisoner across? They tie ropes to the pythons and swing it across. Yeah. Um, Given the way the were rats are, are are getting around in here, you can guess that they generally don't have a problem with this area, meaning that they probably, under normal circumstances, simply transform into full dire rats and crawl across the walls. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, having a prisoner, however, you see that there's pythons driven in the ceiling, and, and much like... Uh, much like Fidelis has said, they probably rigged it so they can transfer her across, which means this might have taken a good bit of time because the Pythons look fairly clean and new. And how far is it across? Only 10 feet. Ten feet. We're right behind them. Let's do it. Let's swing. Well, we need is, there enough room, is there enough room to run and jump? There is enough room to run and jump if you like. Um, if you want to secure one of the pythons, you can attempt to do that as well. How high up is the ceiling to secure a python? Uh, Ten feet. Hmm. I run across and jump. I rolled okay. an eighteen, and I got plus five acrobatics, so twenty-three. Okay. Wraith uh, backs up a little bit, gives it a quick run, and leaps to the other side of the illusion, which he has told you about, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be possible for me. And uh, I will search the area real quick, just to make sure there's nothing right over here that's going to cause issues. All right, go ahead. Um, I will throw a rope back to him. Through the pipe. He's just going to well, I, I can I can attach it to the python on my side and throw the rope over to you. That way you can come across without having to. I mean, it doesn't do you any good to attach it to the python on your side. Attach it to the python on my side and you just swing right across. Okay then. Yeah. So. That works. Um, that is sixteen plus eleven is twenty-seven to for to search the area real quick. Make sure there's everything safe over here. 
right, everything looks secure on your side. And after you um, attach the rope to the pipe uh, and throw it to the other side, it becomes even safer to try and jump across. So, uh, but it still requires a roll. It will still require a roll. There is still a chance of uh, there. There are there are still, of course, mitigating factors. So mine when, was a nineteen. Wait. What? When Rain goes across, I want to hand her my backpack. Will okay. you take this across for an old man? <laughs> sure. That'll make me light enough for my eagle to carry me across. <laughs> okay, well, that gives me. I forgot. I have a. Uh, so it gives me a a twenty one. All right. Yeah, you're able to leap and swing across with ease. Uh, how about you, Fidelis? Uh, Fidelis is going to mutter a quick prayer to Shaylan and bestow upon himself a bit of luck to roll two and take the better result. Both ones. Not quite. <laughs> a two <laughs> and a four. Oh, wow. <laughs> For a total of three. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Um Fidelis mutters his prayer of luck, and luckily the rope doesn't slip out of his hand, but when he leaps, he does slide down it pretty far. You see him dip below the illusion of the water. Uh Fidelis, you slide down the rope. Ah! As your hands were slicker than you thought from the uh the, your your various interactions down here and you you are being splashed with gray water on both sides as it pours down into the tunnel that you have slipped down into about 20 feet down the rope can we try to pull them back up uh you can go ahead and make strength check uh you you're guessing the only reason you are you are uh, hanging on at all is because there is a kind of a, a knot in the rope here that's keeping you up. Climbing, now that the rope's entirely slick with gunk, is going to be almost impossible, but you can try it. Mm. Well, I'll try to give myself another bit of luck as they pull me up and I try to split the difference. I rolled a natural 20 for whatever thing I gotta use to get them up. All right. I don't slide further down the rope. Okay. Um, You try to... go forward, but the rope is just too slick. However, you do feel yourself jerked up rather dramatically. Causes you to slip off the rope and fall to your death. (laughs) As Wraith quickly um, hand over hand pulls the rope out of the the flowing gray water and up onto the sidewalk. Now that I'm um, beyond the illusion, how far down is this hole? Um, You look down and and let's see, your light source goes... It disappears into the darkness. It just becomes churning water and darkness below you. It, it, mm. It's a pretty far drop. And, and my light source is on Ryan anyway, so. Oh, okay. I'm just dangling in the dark, cold grossness going, oh, God. Oh, Shaylin. being splashed with doo-doo water. It's like the void, but it kept all the bad stuff. Yeah. I know you said you did it on my helmet, but I say you did it on my horns, so my horns are glowing. That's fine. <laughs> Wherever you wanted it. Blowing horns of my God. Okay, that's enough. It's very biblical, but in like the... <laughs> well, that's right. I forgot you had antlers. But the, the poorly translated Bible where they thought Moses had horns for some reason. <laughs> I unhook my rope and since um, 
We don't. Nobody else needs a rope. Yeah. Um. The the huge bird deposits the halfling on the other side. <laughs> At, uh, back to what you were saying with Moses having horns. That's because the word for horns and the word for halo are so very similar. Mm. But yes, you, yes, you guys are all settled in on the side. Um, Fidelis, you are covered in reeking gunk. Mm, yes. Uh, but you're all safe and alive. And after a cursory inspection uh, by by Oathboard, sorry, I'm still trying to figure out everybody's name. That's fine. But after a cursory inspection by Oathboard, the trail picks up from here rather easily. You move ahead a little bit down the hall. First things the- first. Oh, sorry. I cast six gallons of water over myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You curse yourself with magic. Then I throw that bird duty I've been holding in his face. <laughs> we don't need this now. Eddie. <laughs> Here's your willow ending. <laughs> All right. Wait, so yeah, Ford was the one who was supposed to be splattered with duty. Yeah. <laughs> At any rate. Uh, you move down the hallways a bit. It, from here, it seems to be a rather straight shot because it looks like some of the passages have been bricked over, boarded up, or, and um, diverted. Meaning that the water flowing in the channel is extremely heavy, uh, but and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere but that uh, channel to the drop-off. Finally, you see what appears to be a place where the the stonework ha- overtakes the channel in some um, very old bridge work. Uh, coming to an area that is more open. It looks like it is a place where people could come down and basically stand on stonework and do work down here or prepare to do work. You see that there are old bronze plates bolted to the walls of this area, which is like a 20-foot by 20-foot square area of stonework. You can still hear and feel the, the, the sewer waters thrumming below your, the stones of your feet. But the, the, the old tarnished bronze work on the wall appears to be ancient maps of the sewer system of the city. But a lot of them seem to have been like defaced, scratched, scraped. And um, as you guys are investigating the area, you hear a voice coming down the hall. It's like, I swear I heard something right down here. All right. Hold on one real quick, Terrence. Sure. Before we go any further, I pour an oil silence on my um pistol. All right. To silence the pistol. Gotcha. Done. All right. You pour an oil silence on your pistol. It silences the pistol. Thank God. As you see, uh, <laughs> as you see a trio of uh, what appear to be at first the hairy as hairy men, but the hairy men have incredibly grotesque rat-like heads. And as they turn the corner to look at you, their weapons come out, and they're yellowish teeth become bared. One of them screams, Intruders! Intruders! Ignore me! Ignore me! (laughs) His voice echoes down the halls. 
while the other two begin to charge at you, and we'll pick up from there next week. All right. Nice cliffhanger. I feel like cliffhangers are the way to go on. Fucking raging Cliffy. We'll get him next time. The the only better cliffhanger would have been if um, right when Fidelis didn't make the cross. Because then he's actually hanging from the rope and it'd be just like the Salone movie. (laughs) Cliffhanger? That's it. (laughs) Rhinestone? Uh, 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 Copland. What was the one where he played a prostitute? Copland. Rhinestone. <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> He's just a whore in all those movies. Uh, Rocky. That's what it was. Mm. Just like that Stallone movie. Rocky. Rocky. Oh, Death Race 2000. Oh, that's ah, a good one. <laughs> not because of not because of Sylvester Stallone. Is that the hand grenade movie? <laughs> That's the, hand, the grenade hand grenade movie. movie yes. Absolutely, so, so funny. <laughs> All right. Want to shake the president's hand? <laughs> so silly, it's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it works. <laughs> Pure uh, Corman. I feel like that could have been the tagline for this episode. So silly, it's good. Yeah. Too bad I'm going to call it the pants episode. (laughs) We talk about pants. (laughs) Clones. (laughs) Kulaks. I was like, when did we talk about pants? I don't remember that. We talked about kulaks. Kulaks. Those are shorts. Kulak clones. That was probably when I was going smoking. I'm just going (laughs) back. We talked about bottoms and tops. Mm. Hey, hot. Oh, yeah, that means different things now. (laughs) <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe it meant the same thing then and, and and granny was just in on the joke it was just contextual back then you know like pillar and pillar one of those means sacrifice doesn't it no one of them means a thing that holds up a building and one of them means a thing that you rest on at night oh you're colloquial <laughs> yeah <Yay>. contextual chester <laughs> drawers chester drawers <laughs> a that's, chest that's- or drawers that is that is the name of my next character, Chester, Chester Drawers. Drawers. Chester yeah. Drawers. <laughs> I still want to play a dude, Dew Drops in the Morning Light, a uh, druid. He goes by Dude. Ah. Uh-huh. Because Dew Drops dude. in the Morning Light is just too D- long. D E W D, dude. Dude. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yada yada yada. Like, subscribe. Yada yada yada. Click whatever. Look at the site. In the show. Okay. Bye.